Hello, everyone, and welcome to our second episode of the Positive Sports Report, covering middle school athletics for the San Juan Unified School District. I'm your host, Dana Smith. I have the honor of being the middle school athletics director for San Juan Unified. I'm a teacher and coach at Carnegie Middle School and a certified trainer for Positive Coaching Alliance. In this episode, we're going to talk about what it means to be a second goal parent, and we have an interview with Ryan Marks from Pasture Middle School. So let's roll. So as we talked about in last month's episode, our district coaches are double goal coaches as trained by Positive Coaching Alliance. And Positive Coaching Alliance views youth athletics as a development zone where we have those double goal coaches, single goal leaders who run the programs, triple impact competitors as our athletes, and second goal parents. Second goal parents recognize the little picture and the big picture in sports, with that big picture being what youth athletes are learning through their participation in school sports. So there are two goals in sports, as we talked about last month, that's striving to win and then building character to help kids become productive members of society. If those goals ever come into conflict, the goal of teaching those life lessons and character always takes priority. So second goal parents leave the goal of winning to the coaches and the athletes while they support and build on the life lessons offered through participation in sports. By embracing the role of a second goal parent, it helps to transform the way we see youth sports. It allows us to see young athletes' losses or failures as opportunities to reinforce the teachable moments in athletics. Relentlessly focusing on the big picture helps children take away lessons that will help them be successful, contributing members of society. And this allows the second goal parent to enjoy their child's youth sports experience. Next month, we're going to talk about how we help those athletes build to be triple impact competitors. For more information on Positive Coaching Alliance and the training they offer, check out PCADevZone.org. All right, we are lucky for our second interview to have um, a coach that I I really respect and I've seen just great positive things from out at Cross Country and looking at his teacher page as we were getting ready to do this interview. I'm just super impressed with that, but I'll, I'll get to that later. Um, we have a PE teacher and the Cross Country coach from Pasture Middle School, Ryan Marks. Ryan, welcome and thank you for joining us. Well, thank you, Dana. I'm happy to be here. All right. All right, well... As you make your your PE kids and your cross country kids warm up before they go, we're gonna let you get a little warm up question in first before we get into the deep heavy stuff. Well, okay. not that deep and not that heavy, but you know what I'm saying. All right, here's your warm up. <laughs> if you could be any athlete, who would you be? Wow! If I could be any athlete, who would I be? Um, well, I, I'm a big Jordan guy. I, I loved Michael Jordan when I was a kid. Um, so it's kind of, kind of hard to not say Michael Jordan to be able to fly through the year, uh, the way he did from the free throw line is, uh, something I would love to experience. So yeah, I'd have to go with Jordan on that answer. You know, I think, I think I have more respect for Jordan as like an adult later in life than I did watching him play, just seeing like, like the documentary on Jordan and knowing how competitive he was and, although it didn't come off as nice sometimes how much he pushed his teammates to be better and how he made everyone around him better just by his passion and his, his competitive nature. So that's a good choice. That's a very good choice. Yeah. 
I'm a pretty competitive guy, so it would make sense that I would pick someone that's you know uber competitive in their right, own right. 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 And absolutely nothing wrong with being competitive at all, because I'm <laughs> fairly competitive myself, I would say. And that right now, there's people that know me listening that are laughing at that comment. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Tell us a little bit about um, your own sports background. Well, I always tell people I work in the family business um, because both my parents were uh, PE teachers and coaches. Um, so when I was a kid, I mean, I played pretty much any sport you could imagine, basketball, baseball, football, golf, tennis, soccer. Um, I, I probably played more unorganized sports. I mean, they were organized, but not, you know, on a team. We, we played out in front of my house every single day, two on two basketball, wiffle ball, uh, football on the street. So playing sports was um, a huge part of my, my childhood. Um, I played basketball in high school. Went to Maryland High School. I'm a San Juan Unified product, proudly. I say that proudly. Um, and so I played basketball in high school. That was my main sport I focused on when I got a little older. Uh, but I played pretty much in every, anything and everything as a kid. Yeah, and I, I worried that that part you're talking about, like playing wiffle ball and just getting together with friends and playing some sport in your front yard, I, I would love to see that happening more and more, especially as we're you know coming out of kids kind of being isolated and them getting out there and doing that. And by the way, I'm a proud San Juan kid myself. I was a BB guy. So I, I love yeah. San Juan people and teaching in San Juan. I love that kind of tradition you know, that goes thing, with that. The thing about those wiffle ball games, they they really shaped me. My older brother, I mean, we were so competitive with one another. I mean, it was like an iron sharp and iron type of thing. It, it it really shaped me, the 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 sibling rivalry and the competition. You know, if you can if you're the younger sibling. And if your older brother's doing something, you you want you want to be on that same level, if not one level above. And so those those wiffle ball games really really shaped me, um, and and they really brought out that competitiveness in me. Yeah, you know, I have I've kind of the same experience with an older brother as well. But we're very different athletes. He's really big, and I was really small. And um, but those that kind of wanting to push to that level with a sibling. And you see that in coaching too, as you get siblings coming through in teams and some of them are very different and, and some of them just like want to be better than that sibling and that art of coaching or reading those kids and kind of figuring what they're all about and, and, and not holding them the same thing as a sibling. And I'm sure you experienced the same thing coming through behind somebody as well. Yeah. Easier said than done sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very much so. So, um, as I said in the beginning, I really, I really respect the way that I've, I've seen you coach and to help bring out some of those positive things that school sports give to kids. So just tell me how you feel, um, school-based sports benefit our middle school students. Oh, uh, I would say that school-based sports are an incredibly important component of the educational experience. Um, you know, they help develop things like self-discipline and teamwork. Um, the ability to, to give a piece of yourself to the greater good of the group, um, things like setting goals and then working towards those goals, um, confidence, you know, confidence is don't, it's not something you just, you just get to get to have. You have to earn confidence through hard work and preparation. Um, and, you know, that's something I always, you know, try to tell my, my runners in cross country at the end of a, of a challenging practice. The whole idea is you make practice hard so that the meets are easy. Uh, and at the end of a challenging practice, you know, we always, we bring up the idea that, hey, you just did something that you, you didn't really think you were going to be able to do. And when you find yourself in a, in a tough situation, and you know, later on, draw from that. Think about that. Think about 
uh, how hard this practice was and that you were able to get through it. Um, and, 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 and if they can take that with them later in life, that's, that's, that's incredibly valuable. Um, you know, the ability to, to, to say, Hey, I've been in tough situations before I can, I can, I can handle this. And, and that can, that can come from, from being part of a, a, a youth sports program. Oh, 100%. And you just, you just nailed those parts. We talked in, um, or I talked about in the last podcast about what it means to be a double goal coach and you just hit all of it, right? You talked earlier about being competitive and that's part of being a double goal coach, right? You're pursuing wins. And part of that though, is teaching those life lessons, which are more important, especially later on in life. And you just nailed a ton of them. And I love that idea of, you know, confidence requires evidence and we have to point that evidence out to athletes so that they can bank on that, like you just said, so they can go back to it later and say, hey, I did this hard thing in practice. I can do it in a meet. And then later on say, I did these hard things growing up. I can do hard things as an adult. So that's just great, great stuff. And absolutely what I love to hear. Um, I checked out you know, your information before we did that. So I hopped on your teacher page and parents or teachers that want good ideas for a teacher's page and how to set things up. Go check out Ryan's page um, on Pasture site. It's, it's really good. It's, it just shows a great way of being able to communicate about yourself to kids and what you find important and to their parents or community. It's just a great connection. But you have a quote on there by, by John Wooden that I thought was just great. And I love John Wooden, obviously one of the best coaches ever of all time. And he's that tying into life lessons and building people, not just athletes. But this quote was, a leader, particularly a teacher or coach, has a most powerful influence on those he or she leads, perhaps more than anyone outside of the family. Therefore, it is the obligation of that leader, teacher, or coach to treat such responsibility as a grave concern. I consider it a sacred trust, helping to mold character, instill productive principles and values, and provide a positive example to those under my supervision. Furthermore, it's a privilege to have that responsibility, opportunity, and obligation, one that should never be taken lightly. Um, and I was thinking about that and building teams and culture and relating it to what we saw with DeMar Hamlin and his team coming together and the Bengals coming together and just how sports are super powerful for relationships and how powerful they can be for a positive aspect of a community. So talk about how important positive and supportive relationships are for your athletes. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think a positive supportive relationship is, is it's, it's vital to a, a kid's development. Um, and, and that's with their peers. And when we say peers, we don't just mean teammates, as you pointed out, the idea that you have that relationship with your opponents as well. Um, you're, you're, you're striving for the, the same goal out there on the field or on the court. Um, but you have a, a commonality between the two of you at the end of it all where you, you come together, shake hands and, and you appreciate one another. If they weren't there, you wouldn't be able to compete in the first place. So you, you always respect your opponent and, and that respect then helps nourish the relationship between the two athletes um, at the end of it all. Uh, that's, that's one of my favorite parts of, of coaching cross country is watching the runners from pasture and not just pasture, but specifically, you know, I watch my runners as they interact before, during and after the, the meets with the, the, the runners from the other schools. Um, we had a couple of, uh, of girls from one, one from our school and one from Orangeville open. Um, and they, they kind of buddied up one meet. They were both kind of having an off day and they were struggling to get through the race and they buddied up and pushed one another. 
Um, and I don't believe that they had ever met before that day, but they, they found one another out there and they carried one another across the finish line. And the great thing about it was they got competitive at the end, the last 100 meters. I mean, it was a dogfight between these two. Um, and the crowd was cheering. You would have thought that the, uh, they the race was for first place, but you know, they, they brought the best out of one another. Um, so yeah, you know, those positive relationships, it's, it's the peers, it's the adults. Um, I always say I'm a professional role model more than anything. Um, so you know, when, when, when the kids see coaches having positive relationships with one another, they, they say, oh, okay, so that's how I'm supposed to behave uh, in this competitive setting. I'm supposed to, uh, you know, try my best and, and, and pursue victory with honor, but at the end of it all, be, be a, a good human being to the other people that are out there trying to do the same thing that I'm trying to do. It, that's, and that's absolutely part of what we look at with our mission with middle school sports in San Juan. And, and one thing I, I really appreciate about our coaches is how well they do get along. It's, it is competitive and every team wants to win, but in the end, the kids are connected and that comes through role modeling that the coaches are connected and that we're all in it together, that our opponents are a gift. Those other coaches have something to offer us that we can learn from. Um, and being, like you said, that role model for, for those kids and then for other coaches as well and, and how we're going to treat each other and how we're going to treat kids from other teams and when they need help, be there to help them as well. So it's all just super important and you just, you nail it in every part of what you just said. Yeah, absolutely. So sports, you know, sports is a tool to, to teach life lessons. You know, that's what it really is. Youth sports specifically, it's a tool to teach life lessons. And, and one of the things coach Wooden was always about was being process oriented, not, not talking about winning and losing. It was always about the process, you know, the preparation and the work that you put in beforehand. Um, and so when you when you learn that approach as as, as a kid on the, on the field and at practice and you carry that with you into your into your life as an adult, um, it, it, it's it's powerful. It, it can take you places. Yeah, I, I just I you can't emphasize enough the plethora of life lessons that come through playing sports when you're a kid or being a part of any kind of team, like being in band, being in those advanced art classes where those kids have been together for a while and they help each other out. It's just all that idea of, of a team or a group of people that have kind of the same mission together and how that can really just help build those life lessons. And I think you just do a, a fantastic job with your athletes over at pasture of doing that and watching you interact with other coaches in a competitive and fun way is, is a huge um, way of role modeling those, those characteristics for kids. And I, I really, really appreciate the way you handle that. Well, thank you. I appreciate you saying that. See everybody, Carnegie and pasture can get along after all. Uh, absolutely. You know, I, I went to Carnegie <laughs> and when I went to Carnegie, there wasn't a whole bunch of open enrollment going on. So we were very much neighborhood rival schools and I played little league in Orangeville little league. So all those guys I played with and against either went to Carnegie or pasture and it was a powerful thing and it was fun. And we're still, I'm still friends with a lot of those people that I grew up playing little league against and with on into BV and Casa. So they're friendly rivalries and they help you push each other to get better. And Carnegie got better at wrestling because pasture was very good and still is very good. And they continue to push us to get better. And it, it's, it's a healthy way um, to compete as you will in the real world, yet still be of good character and kind to each other in the same, in the same way. So I appreciate that. Absolutely. All right, Ryan, thank you so much for joining us for the second episode of the positive sports report. 
Um, and I will see you out there on the field. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Dana. I want to thank coach Marks from pasture for joining us for this episode. It's great to get that insight from a coach that's out there in the field, working with our kids and our San Juan middle schools. Our wrestling duels begin this month, leading to our district championship meet in February at Castle Roble high school. Take the opportunity to get out and see Carnegie pasture, Sylvan, Arden, arcade Kingswood and Barrett in action. This month's shout out goes to Linda Flanagan and her book, take back the game. It's a must read for sports parents, coaches, and leaders out there of programs. Please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast service and follow us on Instagram at the positive sports report until next time. Let's keep our sports positive.